previously on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Prove to me you're the man Tifa says you are. That you're one of us. Never said I was. I'm just here for the paycheck. Then do the damn job! Heads up! What in the hell?! Team huddles around Barrett. Looks like we made it. And with nothing but a few scratches to show. <laughs> Think you might have overdone it? I followed the instructions to the letter. Maybe it triggered a reaction with the Mako? Well, let's hope the city's still in one piece. But the planet's what matters, right? <laughs> I mean, this must have helped some. After all that, it had better have. Anyway, let's get going. We in Sector 8? That'd be just down there. All right, then. Lead the way. You got it! <laughs> Watch out for live wires. They're everywhere! Chapter 2. Fateful Encounters. Ugh. The air in here reeks. Can't wait to get out in the open. We walk through a tunnel that appears to be in the sewer. Man, what is that? I've never smelled anything so foul. Oh, it's me. Gotta do something about that. And soon. Large cast iron drain pipes elbow into the wall and loose stone rubble lines the floor. I felt that one in my guts. They just keep on coming. We need to get out of this place. Was it the Mako density? The primary explosive? The blasting agent? Hey, we can figure that out later. <sighs> I'm running on empty here. You can refuel at the base. Next time I'll have to bring a little pick-me-up. The party walks in single file to squeeze in between obstacles on the path forward. How much farther do we have to go? Not far. Spot a chest in an alcove and grab two potions, then catch up to rejoin the party. That's about as good a place as any. Stand back then. I'll set the bomb. Can't wait to see you, Marlene. Can't wait to take a hot shower. The party waits for Jesse to breach an exit door. She's good to go. Fire in the hole! You sure told those doors. Let that be a Let's lesson to anything that gets in my way. Attention all citizens. Attention all citizens. This is an alert from the Shinra Emergency Operations Center. 
Unidentified intruders have detonated a bomb inside Mako Reactor 1. Multiple explosions have been confirmed, as well as ongoing fires. In response, a disaster warning has been issued in sectors 1 and 8. Structures in the area are at high risk of collapse, rendering the entire sector hazardous. Therefore, all residents of No. No way. This couldn't have been us, could it? But what if it was? What's done is done. Merck's right. It ain't pretty, but we can't stop now. This was just the first reactor, and the planet won't be safe till we get the rest. Yeah, we always knew this was gonna get messy. And this is only the beginning. Y'all gotta look at the bigger picture here. Nothing worth fighting for was ever won without sacrifice. Though you may not be crying out, I know you're in pain, just like the planet. But it's okay, cause I'm here for you, to help take the load off your shoulders. Your fears, your worries, your concerns, and yes, your fears. Whatever your problem, I got you. Wedge gives a thumbs up. Biggs nods. So, what's our next move, boss? That's easy enough. We get our asses home! <laughs> Sector 8, Business District. We stand outside in front of fire and embers. The party, now with renewed morale, runs up a stairway. We'll split up and shoot for the last train home. Regroup in the freight car. Got it? Later then! We rejoin the party at the top of a small stairway. Hey, I'd like my money now. You can have it once we're back at base. Looking down from the balcony, the city night is illuminated by streetlights, windows, and a fire here and there. People are gathered around. Rubble blocks numerous areas of the street. We head down into the street. We pass a wall, Jesse sneaks behind us and taps us on the shoulder. I don't need to tell you what this is, right? She holds out a small green globe. Of course not. It's healing material. You can have it, for saving my life. Just doing my job, nothing more. Yeah, yeah. Fact is, I'm lucky you were there. She forces the material into his hand and doesn't let go of Cloud's hands. Cloud pulls away. Survival can be a matter of luck, or skill. And you can't rely on luck. Words to live by. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. You do know how to use it, right? You do know what I was, right? Materia and equipment unlocked. You can now set materia to your weapons and armor. Try setting the healing materia to your buster sword. Begin tutorial. Press triangle to set the materia. The slots in the top row are for your weapon and the bottom for your armor. Select an empty materia slot and press X. The materia is now set. Materia set to your equipment allows you to use new spells and abilities and also boosts your stats. Find a combination that works best for your battle strategy. So let's have a look. 
Looks like as of right now we can only equip Materia onto our Buster Sword, which has two slots on it. We also have a Bronze Bangle equipped, but it doesn't appear to have any slots, so we equip the Healing Materia, and we still have the Fire Materia equipped as well. In this section we also have Cloud's stats. We can also see the attributes here. We just have Cloud in the party now, so we can see his HP, and we can see his MP. He is level 8. Cloud seems to be like a well-rounded striker type. And for those who are blind or visually impaired, I'm going to run down this entire enemy intel list at the end of the video and describe what they look like as well if you want to stick around. I'll also go into the menu a little more in depth. But for now, back to the game. Okay, I was only trying to help. Oh, before I forget, here's a little something extra for being so brave. That really was the ride of a lifetime. Well, see you on the train. Jessie runs off and somehow blends into the crowd. She gave us a bottle of ether and two high potions. Looking around, fallen electrical wires lie on top of parked cars. Some of the cars are destroyed from the fallen debris. We run past a few people sitting on the steps of their row homes. The streets are in disarray. Flames exit the windows of various buildings. A car accident blocks the path in front of us, so we go in a different direction. Cloud! Up here! We look but don't see her. still don't see her. Not that way, right! Careful up here. This could collapse at any moment. If you want up, you'll have to use those stairs. There she is. Can you hear me? Where's that stretcher? No dice. Keep pounding down. Get over here. If you really want to get to the station, you can always climb those stairs. Try picking your way across the rubble. We head up a metal stairway and walk on some elevated loose cement. Grabbing three grenades from a chest. People rush to an area where more rubble fell onto the street. cement buckles, and we land back onto another area of the street. We see fire engines and ambulances on this quieter corner. Stations intact. Looking up, loose stones fall from an underpass above. The entire underpass just collapsed, barely missing Cloud as he covers his head. Flames erupt and people panic. Something catches Cloud's eye as he stares at the fire exiting the window of a brick building. 
His green eyes widen. The scenery changes and he now stands in front of a building burned to the core. He stands practically in the inferno that surrounds him. Within the flames he sees a man carrying a long katana. His back is turned and his silver hair is extremely long. The man's head turns slightly and we see a portion of his face behind one of his thick metal pauldrons. Cloud's expression turns to anger and quickly returns to the present moment. He brushes aside the thought and continues on his way. The man now stands directly in front of him and smiles. We now see just how tall he is compared to Cloud. Cloud ducks back and grabs the hilt of his huge sword as another avalanche of debris falls. The man now walks away as Cloud watches. He couldn't be. But then... Disoriented, we hobble off in the direction where the man walked to. catch a glimpse of him heading into the city alleyway and we follow behind. Wait. Brick walls and fire surround us as we slowly continue hobbling off after him. real. You're dead. I am. Uh... I killed you with my own. <gasps> oh, you need not remind me. It was the crowning moment of our time together. But that was then, and this is now. I have a favor to ask. Our beloved planet is dying. Slowly. Silently. Painfully. Can you bear to see the planet suffer? Cloud. Sweat glistens off of Cloud's face. We see a building engulfed in flames, down to the frame itself. Were the planet to die, so many things would be lost. Your hometown burns so bright. The sound of her voice pleading for me to spare you. The shiver of her flesh yielding to cold steel. We crawl after it, reaching, but cannot do anything. We lie prone. That which binds us together would be no more, and I would be loath to live in such a world, which is why I must ask you this one favor. Don't worry, it's a simple thing. Run, Cloud. Run away. You have to leave. You have to live. You bastard! Good, Cloud. Very good. 
hold on to that hatred. And thank you for joining me. The rest here is for the visually impaired. Going to run down the entire enemy intel list, describe how they look, talk about the menus, and run down the scene that was not in the demo. So we had a special request to go through the two scenes that were not included in the demo playthrough. The full game includes a scene right at the very opening and the scene where Cloud and Jesse are speaking by the elevator. Here's the first scene. A hawk soars over a stretch of vast open canyons. It flies in between clouds which float low in the sky. Then into a city, where what seemed to be clouds now appears to be smog. A large metal crane towers above this enormous city. A fast-moving train passes above a highway. Kids ride their bikes on the bustling streets. They wear clothes which are reminiscent of the 1940s. A stray dog is eating from a trash can. Inside the city, construction workers operate large machinery. dried and withered flower petal falls to the ground. A group of kids kicking a soccer ball in a playground stop and look upwards. The tall Mako reactor emits a powerful green light and particles float into the air. Now to the other scene, which takes place before Cloud and Jesse enter the elevator. In the demo, I think Cloud clutches his head when asked about Tifa. In the full game, however. Security is only going to get tighter, so be ready. We can't afford any more mistakes. Looks like the elevator's on another floor. Mind pushing that button? So, you know Tifa, right? It's not really my business, but are you guys close? Cloud appears to be in deep thought. A hand opens a wooden door leading outside to a lovely farm home, surrounded by tall mountains. On the property are wooden structures, along with barrels, a wooden bench, and a wagon. Four children are sitting in the dirt. The only girl in the group stands up and waves. Are you ignoring me? She has long black hair and wears a white blouse. Her name is Tifa. She grows visibly frustrated. Cloud returns to the present moment. Tifa and I. 
Let's have a look at enemy intel, it's pretty cool. So in this section, we can see a description, we can see a picture, and we can see where we encountered each enemy. And the items dropped, rare items dropped, stealable items, resistances, and battle log. So we can see all of that in the enemy intel. So for example, the officers, we've encountered them in Mako Reactor 1. Upper, re <laughs> that's my cat Benny in the background. Upper Sector 8. The battle log tells us number defeated, 18. We have a sec this is kind of useful. We have a section for items dropped. Right now it's a question mark. Rare items dropped, question mark. Stealable items, question mark. Resistances, and then the battle log. It has a cool picture of them kind of bobbing up and down, almost like a statuette. Security officer, human grounded. Troopers belonging to the Shinra's public security division. Typically seen patrolling the city streets and company installations, many are new recruits with little training. Areas encountered, Mako Reactor 1, Upper Sector 8. Battle log number defeated 18. That seems low. I feel like we've defeated more than that, but I could be wrong. So we've scrapped with quite a few of these guys already. They're dressed in black, but wear a white helmet, white wrist guards, and white knee pads. Shock Trooper. These guys look human, but they have a different type of posture. They're hunched forward with knees bent. They're also really thin, and their gear appears to be nautical. Their helmet appears to be like a diving helmet, kind of something like you would see in Bioshock. Their armor resembles diving gear as well, it's tight fitting. They appear to have something resembling flippers on their feet. Oversized forearms leading into large claw-like hands. Pharmacological agents and reinforced suits make these troopers tough to take down, they certainly are. They attack with metallic claws that are equipped to both arms. Areas encountered, Mako Reactor 1, Upper Sector 8, Battle Log, number defeated 3. Next, Guard Dog, Biological Grounded. May have went over these guys in a past playthrough, but they kind of resemble demons. They're muscular, they have long pointed ears and a very long tail. Jet black, like they almost remind you of a puma. Military canines trained by troopers from Shinra's Public Security Division. They are extremely obedient once trained and can sniff out intruders and launch ferocious attacks when ordered. That sounds about right. Areas encountered, Mako Reactor 1, Upper Sector 8. Number defeated, 2. 2. Seems like more. Monodrive, artificial life flying. Bionic sentries created by Shinra's R&D division. They are equipped with artificial intelligence and are used to guard Mako reactors. Areas encountered, Mako reactor one, battle log, number defeated 18. Now this one, I'm actually a little surprised seeing it up close like this. For some reason, I see them differently when we're fighting. They're very small, almost look like an ice cream cone, but with an eyeball where the ice cream would be. If that sounds bizarre, it's because it's pretty bizarre. Underneath the eyeball are long strands of green hair. Then below that is a pointed cone with what appears to have a snake wrapped around it. Now, the sentry ray on the other hand is pretty close to what you would expect. It's got a single barrel mounted on a metal leg attached to a metal base. It still has this Final Fantasy VII style of metal though, kind of steampunkish. An autonomous weapons platform developed by the Advanced Weaponry Division. Deployed to protect Mako reactors and other important installations, it opens fire as soon as it detects intruders. Areas encountered Mako Reactor 1, number defeated 6. The Sweeper, mechanical grounded, an autonomous anti-personnel weapon manufactured by Shinra's Advanced Weaponry Division. It remains in sleep mode until it detects intruders, at which point it enters threat elimination mode. Areas encountered Mako Reactor 1, number defeated 2. Staggered, weakness exploited. I think I went over this guy as well, but they're fairly large. Another robotic contraption on two large feet. Its legs are short, and mounted on the legs is a large cylinder with a shield on the face of it. Two very large armaments mounted on the sides where the arms will be located. And of course, the Scorpion Sentinel. Mechanical grounded, a large sentry weapon manufactured by Shinra's Advanced Weaponry Division, highly mobile due to its many legs and armed with an array of heavy weapons, deployed at Mako Reactor 1 to protect the core. 
areas encountered Mako Reactor 1, we know that. We don't know its resistances nor items, but Battle Log. We see Staggered, we see Weakness Exploited, and we see Struck by Limit Break. So I guess it logs when we do stuff like that, which is kind of cool. A robotic scorpion, its numerous legs are actually pointed and the arms have metal pinchers on the ends. Green lights where the eyes would be, long tail, but even the tail looks robotic though, with coils inside. It's not, it's not something that resembles a master craft of engineering. That should be mentioned. It's more of like a contraption that looks kind of thrown together. It's gritty, dirty, rusty. Looks like it's seen some action. I would say most of the robots I've gone through thus far are the same way, more like contraptions that were pieced together. In the manual here, we can see basics in the field, battles, other features, basically tutorials, and a lot of stuff we already went through. Then we have Moogle medals. Do they come up in the other Final Fantasies? I don't remember. So for them, it says there is someone in Midgar who loves Moogle medals, and they will trade you items in exchange. These medals can be found in chests and boxes printed with the Shinra logo. Been finding those in hidden areas, little secret pockets of areas, and that's it for the menus got save and load you can only save and load in certain spots i think could be wrong that'll do it thanks to all who listen to this from benny and i stay safe stay inside and see you on the next one part five